This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's the weekend, man? It was a great weekend, sir. That's good. What did we do? Uh, a whole lot of nothing, really. You know, that those is are a the great, best ones. Those that are the is, best ones. That we is went a great shop, weekend. We went uh, Christmas shopping mm-hmm. on Saturday, I believe. Who is we? All of you guys? Me, the wife, the sister-in-law, and the two children. Wow. And we had a we had a grand old time. I went shopping this weekend as well, and I realized how much I hate shopping. Yeah. At this time of we year. We were like, oh, it's a great day on Saturday. We're gonna go to South Point and then we're gonna hit up I think we hit up Target, maybe. I don't remember where we went. But we went to South Point and I was like, everyone had the same idea. This is terrible. It it was it was brutal. I went Sunday. I went Sunday afternoon and it was walking through Walmart. And and everything, and I'm just sitting. I'm walking through. First of all, I mean, things are just thrown everywhere because everywhere's so. Did you go to the short staffed? Which Walmart? Twenty seventh and Granger. Yep. Every, I mean, speaking of, okay, that parking lot needs to be about four sizes bigger <laughs> because that parking lot is a just a giant cluster to begin with. It's very tiny. It is, but also the store needs to become a super center or whatever they have <laughs> because now everybody's living on that side of town, so they need to make a much bigger store. Um, it's not organized very well, but like I said, it's just because everybody's short-staffed. But then there's people going so many different directions. There's boxes all over the grocery aisle floors, and you can't get through, and it's just not It's you not just got to find your experience. way around. You're you're going down one side, which you know the right side is for going one way, the left side is for going the other way, and you're going, and all yeah, of a sudden somebody's coming right a- towards you, and there's so much stuff in the middle or on the side that you can't go around each other. So like you have to wait or they have to wait, and one person has to pass through, yes. and then it's just a mess. It's horrible. Then you got people with their AirPods in, which I'm one of those people also. I, I wasn't yesterday, but you got people with their AirPods in, and they are. Um, they they are listening to whatever they're listening to on, on the AirPods. Mm-hmm. So then you try to tell them, hey, come on, go on through, you're good. And you do the little hand gesture, but they're not paying attention because they're so con- distracted by what's going on in their AirPods. And it's just like, okay, this is this is pointless. I, it's almost to the point where I do not take a cart just so I don't have to navigate through the... the no, the worst part of, of the Walmarts is getting a cart and there's always one wheel that's broken. And it's always the front, <laughs> that's it's always the front right wheel. <laughs> When and it's, you go when it's sideways, and it's, it's, it's just like it's just like, and it's just moving around the whole time, and you're just like, what is happening? Or, what is wrong with you? And then you're just going, and then it's like drifting to the right, and then it corrects itself, <laughs> then it drifts to the left, then it corrects itself, then it drifts to the right, and then it stops, and then it drifts even more, or, and you're like, can you please stop? So like you're pushing it, and you're like trying to do like talk to somebody or something, and it just starts going, and you like hit something, you're like, I wasn't even turned out oh, the stupid or, thing. Or it's like the ones that are are completely horizontal. Yeah, and you're so just, then it's you're just, just like dragging, <laughs> you're just dragging the whole entire, leaving yeah, skin marks behind you this is so dumb 
This oh, so man. Dumb. No, it was it was a lot of fun this weekend. I had a good weekend as well. Uh, my buddy got engaged, so congrats to them. Hey. It was a, it was a fun night Saturday Congratulations, Congratulations, uh, friend. We did some karaoke, so that was a lot of fun. If you guys listen to the afternoon show, um, you guys know how much I am just a, f- fascinated with karaoke. I, I love karaoke. I'm bad at it, yeah. but we do it. Um, so we did that this guy. This Saturday, so that was a lot of fun as well. But um, so yeah, so it was a good weekend outside of outside of Husker sports. Inside of Husker sports, it was not that great Saturday morning. But then Saturday afternoon, it was good, and Saturday night, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Man, thank- Saturday was almost a perfect day. It could have been for the morning. It could, it really could have been. Um, what I guess going into that game, Rico. Nebraska was a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Obviously, we knew Wilhelm Breidenbach was not going to play. Sad. Matt Abdomasi still not on the bench for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you have your normal injuries with, with Trey McGowan's. And you um, have the sickness that went around. Yeah, the, the sickness. The, the team. But Auburn came out. And, and I would like to point this out. Their intensity on defense is impressive. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Like that's that's something that if I wasn't rooting for Nebraska, that would have been a much more fun mm-hmm. game to watch. Yeah, and and now it's almost like where does where does Nebraska basketball go from now for like from here? It's a good what, question. What what's a realistic um, expectation or, or benchmark that Nebraska basketball should want to hit? Obviously, there's a lot of season left. There's a lot a lot of season left for for Fred Hoiberg and his squad, but. Now you have Wilhelm Brennenbach probably out for the for a, a very long time, if not the whole season. Mm-hmm. You have Trey McGowan's coming back, I think, sometime early January. Early January. And and now you have the sickness that you hopefully hope you know passes on. Mm-hmm. But I, I I guess let me hear your thoughts. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line, as well as the, the video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. But it's almost like where do you go now? Because we, we talked about it a lot last week. Um, and it's just a thing like you can't do anything else besides shoot. That that's what this team is designed to do. Mm-hmm. And so when shots aren't falling, or you go into these you know dry spells, there's no way that you can really you can't use the defensive intensity like Auburn did or Auburn has. Like if Auburn if Auburn's in a shooting slump, they turn up that defensive intensity. And, and they're going to find ways to get transition buckets. Yeah, they get fast break, they get steals, they get blocks, they they get rebounds and just chuck it up the court. Fast break dunk, fast break layup, and and it'll just feed into people feeling better about their shot. And then if they have to get if they get stuck in the half court, their shots start falling because they're feeling good after all the all the fast break buckets and just seeing the ball go through the hoop. And mm-hmm. the problem with Nebraska is that the defensive intensity just isn't there. And the rebounding is, as you know, very well documented the past couple of years and this year. The rebounding is not good. They 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 do not rebound very well, so they can't get out in transition and and leak out and get easy buckets. Everything they do comes from hard half court sets where they're looking for shooters. And as you said, this is what this team is built around: is being a really good shooting team. And mm-hmm. and so far through the season, uh, they have not shot very well. So it, it's it's going to be very hard for them to turn things around if the shots don't start falling anytime soon. And it's it's just like like you said, it's the the defensive intensity, and we it's back to that conversation of of trying to control things that you can control, and one of those things is effort and 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 intensity on defense. Mm-hmm. Like that, those are things that you can control, even if it's not your strongest suit. As long as as long as you're you're this is a cliche. As long as you're giving a hundred percent, 
That's all. That's all you can ask. As long as you're trying. But in the last two games, it just doesn't look like it. it does not look that like Nebraska is giving a hundred percent. There are and, times, and that's what's the most disappointing yeah. about and everything. It, and it's not every time, but there are times when you just you can just tell they're either gassed or they just don't put their full heart into it because there there are opportunities to close out harder and make a shot harder for a defender or you know go up and contest a shot. And some of the Nebraska players are just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that this time. Or it's even even just when they when somebody misses a shot, they just going after the rebound. Sit. They they assume that somebody else is going to be there. I would rather have you know obviously not like run into each other and get hurt, but I would rather have <clears throat> two Nebraska players grabbing at the ball and trying to grab it mm-hmm. than have not a single Nebraska player going for a rebound. And you know you get an offensive board and an easy three, which happened a couple of times against Auburn. Yeah, it was just really, and this is not, you know, I, I guess Nebraska obviously wasn't expected to win that game on on Saturday morning. I'm not saying that if Nebraska would have given more effort or or whatever, they would have won that basketball game because look, I mean, look at how Auburn was built. They they had a dude that Walker Kessler guy from uh, North Carolina was was a big big problem down low, which mm-hmm. going up against you know six eight six nine Derek Walker that that's going to be a problem. That's going to pose a th- or pose a threat for for Nebraska, but. Also, it would have been better than having a 21 21-point loss. Yeah. Yes. Just kidding. Hold on. It yes. was more than 21. Was it, it was it was 31. Yeah. 31-point loss. I had to do the math. So it's Numbers just, are hard like to that find. that's that's what the most frustrating part of Saturday was. Like if you go back to like the problems of of last year and, and years prior for Nebraska basketball, it's been the free throw shooting, it's been just free shooting in general. Um, which that problem's still there, but the free throw shooting, if you want to take a positive, they shot 15 of 17 from the line. They got to the line <laughs> on Saturday, but and they shot fine when they got there, but this, like we just said, this team is built for, for shooting three balls and, and trifectas, and when those aren't going down, man, it's it's just not, not fun to, to be a fan of. I'm sure it's not as enjoyable for the guys out there, Oh, this is wor- this is worse for them. That's you know, no matter how much, uh, as as a as a fan or a member of the media or or whatever you want to call yourself, no matter how much you think that this sucks and how hard this is for you to watch, these players are going through it right now because nobody wants mm-hmm. to lose by thirty one points in a marquee game on ESPN when you have a when you have an NBA superstar and an NBA Hall yeah. of Famer sitting courtside watching you play. Like nobody wants to nobody wants that to happen to them. So these players are going through it right now and and. I know for a fact that they want this more than anybody else. It's just, it's the shots aren't falling. They're 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 good shooters. They have good shooters on this team. It's just not working right now. It's it's the weirdest thing. I mean, you've heard it from the coaches. You've heard it from the players how well they can shoot in practice. And I know what I'm going to get on the text line. Practice shooting in practice is different than shooting in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, whatever. Muscle memory. Your shot is your shot. If it goes in in practice, it should go in during the game. No, even if you have, you know, if even if it's being contested, if you're a good enough shooter, which some of these guys are, you should still make these shots. So it's just a it's a conf- it's very confusing as to why nothing is happening. And as you said, you know. Maybe, maybe switch something up. I mean, you're like they're shooting really good from the free throw line. Maybe get to the bucket, try and draw a couple of fouls. Mm-hmm. Maybe you open up the the three point shot and you get some easier ones. Well, that's how we were talking about, you know, working through Derek Walker down low. Is that that can open up some plays or some uh, some so- shots on the perimeter as well. But also, one, one thing I did want to kind of mention is, uh, 
okay, here's this. 402-464-5685. Ohio's Husker says defense is an effort. If you don't try, then your defense will suck. This team has little effort on D. I see no aggression on closeouts, rebounding, or 50-50 balls. They flat out don't hustle. There is way too much, quote, I in this team. That's that's interesting. There there have been days where it's been, you know, Alonzo Verge has been the the person that we talked about, the player that we talk about quite often after Nebraska. Whether they lose or win, we, we kind of break down his performance since he is the point guard. And, and I will say this, there have been a couple games that at some point he's just had to take it into his own hands to try to drive and they haven't been the best shots when he drives. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's the thing. But at, at some point you, you do need to step back and say that guy's trying to make a play because nobody else is. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody yeah, you can, you can try and put it on him. You can try and blame him and say, you know, Oh, he's, he's way too selfish. He takes way too many shots. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like if you had the opportunity to get a shot up after attempting to pass it to your teammates multiple times and just seeing them clang it off the rim, you would do the same thing. Like, all right, I, we just need to get some points. We need to stop this run. We need to get some buckets. Uh, maybe them seeing the ball go. Like, I, I mean, I keep saying it, but I'm going to I'm gonna keep saying it. Yeah. Just seeing the ball go through the hoop might change a mentality. So he he has to do something to try and stop the run and, and stem the – stem the the other team from getting out on on a big on a big run and up to a a big lead well the thing that may be overlooked a little bit just watching the game is the the quality of shot Fred Hoiberg talked about it after Michigan after the Michigan blowout losses these guys need to get better qual or better looking shots better quality of of shots even from deep despite them being fan like pretty good shooters from from beyond the arc they still need to get high quality shots now part of that involves ball movement part of that involves maybe an extra pass even if that's not what this offense is necessarily designed to player do. Player movement. Player movement, spacing, all those little things that, that they do behind the scenes during the course of, of being on the offensive side, those can can open up better shots for, for your shooters, for your quote-unquote shooters. Mm-hmm. And and that's something I can remember the, the Michigan game clear as day. Step backs, step backs. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was just step back, trying to trying to make something happen, trying to get know, something to go in. And I appreciate the step back through years. You're creating space. You're giving yourself a better shot. But if you move the ball around, maybe somebody else can get a better shot. Or maybe if you move the ball around and you start moving without the ball, you can find yourself open where you don't have to step back to create space because there is space created off of a off of a screen, off of a back cut, off of just something. And and here's another thing: is like. Casey, he's deadly when he gets the ball in a catch and shoot motion. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and and this is just this is no knock on him because he's still a much better three point shooter than a lot of the guys on the team. Even when he does have to dribble or, or try to make some make a move or create spacing, but he's just not as deadly when he has to when he has to try to make a play and create spacing from a guy from deep. Mm-hmm. But when he gets in that catch and shoot motion, he gets a good pass. Those little things, those those little nitpicky things that separate great teams from like from championship teams little things like that accurate passes all those things when he's in a catch and shoot motion he gets it right off the bat in a catch and shoot motion he's deadly as they come mm-hmm. that's that's the Kasei Tominaga that we have heard about the the two the two best shots that I've seen Kasei Tominaga is like you said a catch and shoot and just a pump fake little sidestep mm-hmm. after after dude jumps at the pump fake. Those two shots, I just I can pretty much pencil three points in, or at least I I attempt to yeah. pencil three points in for Kase Tominaga because when he gets those shots, it just seems like it goes in every time. Yeah, Tominaga finished the game on Saturday, one of four from deep. 
um, in 24 minutes, had three three points total in that game. All right, let's look ahead for Nebraska basketball before we take our break. We'll, we'll touch on women's basketball as well. So Nebraska men they, and women, they have both have a, a week off, which for one of those sides, it's probably best. Yeah. Um, collect, your, collect your thoughts. Get, get going, rolling again here. So next Sunday at 5 p.m., Nebraska men's will play Kansas State. Kansas State, um, I, I want to – Double check their record. I think they're not they're not doing horrible this th- season. However, um, but e- either way, they have Kansas State and Kennesaw State. And Rico, you and I were talking before the show. <laughs> you cannot even chalk at the, at this point. Kansas State you, is six and three. Thank you. You cannot chalk Kennesaw State up as a win. Unfortunately, no. Coming into the Which season, like think weird. about it. Think about it. Coming into the season, we were chalking up Western Illinois, Sam Houston, Idaho State, Southern Tennessee State, South Dakota, um, and then uh, Kansas State. We were chalking up for a win, and Kennesaw State. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there we were having talks about oh, before Nebraska hits that that uh, four game stretch of of Division one opponents, you know, you know, mm-hmm. without the the early Creighton game. Uh, could they be seven and zero? Like, well, let's let's be honest. There were a lot of us, including myself, that thought that they were a better team than Creighton. Seven and zero, six and one. That's yeah. that's what that's what we were looking for. And now here we are, eleven games into the year, and you're five and six. And and that's like I said, there's a lot of season left. You have almost the full conference slate, despite two games, two games removed, I should say, mm-hmm. um, from that full conference slate. So there's plenty of time. And like I said, and like we said, I should say we, because we're in the same boat, Rico, whereas if, if they get their shooting rolling... They're going to get somebody. Th- they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's just they got to do what they're best at, which is shooting. Mm-hmm. And and they all, obviously, like we've pointed out on the text line and, and we kind of opened the show with, little effort plays. Mm-hmm. And now part of that also will be um, automatically coming back when you get Trey McGowan's back. You need to adjust now without... Uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach, and and it's just going to be interesting to see it's Derek Walker. A, will I'm sure. I like like that's the thing. It's going like to be Derek, a lot of minutes for Derek Walker and Eduardo Andre, and they might go small sometimes. I don't know who they'll put at the yeah. five, but they're going to go small. Another thing is like Derek Walker is playing some of his best basketball right now, and that's one of those things that you need to almost applaud him because Nebraska's not playing good basketball, but Derek Walker, in terms of just being the presence down low and and once again trying his best. Mm-hmm. You need to applaud it because that's something that Nebraska is right now in a time that they're not able to count on anything. That's something that they can always point to and say D Walk is going to be down low, mm-hmm. and and you gotta you have to understand that and and kind of respect that um, and be thankful that you have that right now in a time that you, there is so much uncertainty surrounding this program. Not in terms of coaching staff. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to get into that. I'm talking about whether or not your shot's going to fall. Yeah. Every single night when you're out there. I mean, Derek Walker shooting 80% from the field, but as we've said before, he's extremely selective, uh, selective in his shots. But that's why you got to you get him involved early where he hits. I mean, he doesn't need to take 10 shots. If you can get him five shots on the day and he hits, you know, four or all five of them, then, you know, you get it down low to him and they're going to start trying. They're going to start respecting him and they're going to try and uh, get to him before you can get a shot off. And that'll open up shooters. And then if you're if you're having a good day and your shooters are hitting, look. I mean, I said it. I said it after the first game. Like Nebraska can't be this bad all season. Unfortunately, it seems like I was wrong. At least uh, this many games in, but like they will get it going for what? Like there will be one game 
where this team shoots the lights out and everybody says, oh, this is the Nebraska team we were looking for. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to sustain it, but it will happen one game, and they will get somebody. But it's just hard to watch right now with with the little amount of effort put in on defense for a team that is extremely long. They've got length. They've got they've got guys who I mean they're not the tallest guys, but they've got length and they should be able to play better defense and deflect more passes, get some steals, get a couple blocks in there. But I mean they're going to struggle on the rebounding end because mm-hmm. they are an extremely undersized team. But it shouldn't even it shouldn't even get to that point. Sometimes like you should be jumping these passing lanes and getting some of these steals. It's just they sit back for too long and and they play in that zone, which is fine. But that weak side corner. Whoever's playing down there is just so off that even on the catch, nobody is closing out quick enough to, to contest a shot. 402-464-5685, Ohio Husker says this on the text line, Verge is not the problem. He plays hard. Does he sometimes take dumb shots? Yeah, but so does everyone else. But then here he goes on to say this, but this team is just lazy on defense, especially if the shots aren't falling. That that part that Ohio Husker just said in the last sentence, but this team is just lazy on defense, especially when the shots aren't falling. To make to make your team make up or for your team to make up missed shots, you need to have strong defense. And that's the one of the more frustrating parts for me personally, mm-hmm. like I just talked about, is the effort, but especially when Nebraska doesn't make a shot and they back that up or follow that up with lazy defense. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they let allowed the missed shot or the culmination of missed shots over time to affect how they play defensively. And then that is how you get 99 to 68 losses in a neutral site game, which was kind of like a home game for Auburn, I suppose. Yeah, it was a home game for Auburn. Yes, but it, it was just it was a little frustrating. Um let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, it's time to dive into Nebraska's uh quarterback situation for Husker football because I'm curious I, I was thinking about it earlier today they th- this th- their whole decision this whole situation surrounding the quarterback it's a pretty big deal the the magnitude of it is is ginormous um, because there's a lot riding on them finding one guy that can work and what about the other guys in the room Send us your thoughts, 402-464-5685. Um, I thought about a couple things. I know Rico's got some stuff on his mind. We'll we'll get it all out, and we'll get to your text next on Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.